Hey, everybody, how you doing? Hey, listen, this is a conversation that I do not want you to miss. One of the things that I have been able to realize is the importance of in this season of our lives, making sure that we are doing things that are healthy, uh, making sure that we're doing things that help us to become more healthy and engage in different things in our lives. And so one of the things that I want to have this conversation about today, and I brought someone on that is going to give us some wisdom and some insight on this is talking about fasting. Now, now, you know, sometimes we hear only the benefits of when we're talking about like intermediate fasting and things to that nature. But I want to make sure that today we get some insight and some understanding on that. And so for you to be able to be a part of this conversation, I need you to stay with me and do me a favor and share this with your friends and family because they need to hear this as well because our health is vitally important. If we want to continue to make impact upon this world, it's not just the content that we put out, but it's being able to be here long enough to make sure that those things happen. So let's dive right into this conversation right I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. My name is Haim Roche, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. Here on this platform, we highlight ways where men can be able to experience greatness in their everyday lives. And so today, I have a gentleman on that is going to help us to know and help us to be able to experience that greatness. But before he comes on, I want you to do me a favor. If you have not already, take out the time and make sure that you subscribe to any of the platforms on the podcast platforms. If you're watching this live through Facebook, um, through uh, YouTube, through Twitch, however you are taking this time to be able to watch this live, I want to make sure that you go and subscribe. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and the hundreds of other different platforms that is out there. I want you to also do me a favor, and I want you to share this. Share this with a friend. 
Make sure that you share this with a family member, um, a friend, family member, a coworker, whoever you choose to be able to share it with. Also, make sure that you like and that you follow. I want you to stay along with me so that you can be able to continue having these conversations um, and continue to be a part of these. Also, for those that are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. But not only that, I need you to hit that bell, hit that notification. So every single time that I bring conversation or have something that comes to the platform, you are notified of that. And then it also helps other people to make sure that they're notified and to be able to see what's going on on the greatness in this greatness family. So with all further ado, I want to make sure that we introduce this this man that will be coming, this friend of mine that I just got an opportunity to be able to meet. And I want you to do me a favor. Put your hands together. For those that are watching, make, put some hearts in there. Put some thumbs up. Show some love. And welcome, Ben Tanner. How you doing, Ben? Hey, Hiram. Doing pretty well. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, welcome, man. Welcome to uh, the Focus on Greatness podcast platform. I'm excited about this conversation that we're about to have. Uh, but before we dive in, do me a favor, kind of introduce yourself to the listening audience and those that are watching um, on tonight. Sure. Yeah. So, so I am a physician assistant, and that is similar to a doctor at some people are familiar with it. Some people aren't, but uh, similar to a doctor, we, we do just a slightly shorter like education and different training, but ultimately we do the same kind of job. And I work in the emergency room primarily as a PA or, you know, physician assistant PA. Um, and I've also done family practice and urgent care. So I have a medical background. Um, and for the last couple of years, I've also been trying to share information about the health benefits of fasting through my website and a podcast and things like that, because I think it's a really powerful tool for people to improve their health. Mm-hmm. And certainly it has some other types of benefits, not even just health, but but that's kind of my main focus. Um, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it's the sun's like going down right now. So the lighting's not really ideal <laughs> right here um, in my condo, but uh, but just for a little background as well. So, and of course, you know, if you have any follow-up questions or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's good. So let's go ahead. And one of the things I love to do, Ben, is get an opportunity to kind of know the person, get some, some backstory um, of you as a person. And uh, I think one of the things that that does is that kind of gives the audience an opportunity to get to know the person that's bringing this information. And then we can dive more into this context of fasting, uh, because I do want to make sure that we touch on that and talk about it. Because we want to make sure at the end of this conversation that people gain the understanding of fasting um, so that they can start implementing that in their day-to-day lives of some form of way um, so that they can be able to start really living a healthy form of life. Um, So where did this all begin? How did you even get into the medical field, wanting to even get into that at all? All right. Yeah, let's go back in time, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, when I was in college um, up in Idaho, Southeast Idaho, actually went to BYU, Idaho. And mm-hmm. while I was there, I decided to I decided I wanted to be a foot doctor, which is called a podiatrist. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the reasons I decided that is because I'd had some foot issues, some foot pain. And I like I learned a little bit about how you can use insoles or mm-hmm. orthotics 
to treat different kinds of foot pain. So you kind of change the mechanics of how somebody's walking. And I thought that was really interesting. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what drew me to that. So after college, I went to podiatric medical school, um, or in other words, podiatry school. And so mm-hmm. I went to this school in, in the Phoenix area, uh, Midwestern University. And I, I actually went for a few years uh, before mm-hmm. I eventually kind of s- changed my mind and decided to go to PA school instead. But while I was there um, in the podiatry program, we took most of the same classes as the medical students, the majority, maybe like 80% of the the core mm-hmm. classes, mm-hmm. things like anatomy and physiology and uh, biochemistry and pathology and pharmacology, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of those big, heavy classes, so to speak. And while I was doing that, of course, we were learning a lot about how the body works Mm -hmm. and about different types of health problems. Uh, Basically, every type of health problem, you know, was was touched upon at some point in Mm -hmm. all of those classes and everything. And so it started to kind of just give me more of like a broad familiarity with different health issues that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and just understanding, you know, things like biochemistry, which kind of talks, you know, describes all that stuff that happens inside your body with the different little molecules and, yeah. and how it all works, including, you know, when you eat food and how it gets digested and everything that happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then during the third year of podi- podiatry school, um, I did some clinical rotations, which means I went to a doctor's office or a hospital and basically worked underneath them kind of like mm-hmm. you know like they're your mentor or or what have you right. and so i started doing that and getting that kind of real world f- familiarity as well and so eventually um i decided i wanted to be a pa instead because of the flexibility about working in different specialties i i thought oh cardiology is kind of cool and dermatology is kind of cool and you know if i'm a pa i can work in any of those and switch later if i change my mind or that yeah. was one of, one of the reasons that i ended up switching but um but as a result, I kind of went to school again and took a lot of the same classes again, <laughs> like anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and all that stuff. So I, I kind of went mm. through that a second time and it was a lot easier the second time. But um, <laughs> but but then I did my clinical rotations in PA school mm. and ultimately started working as a PA. And so I had that kind of medical education times two sort of. And all along that way, I did develop some interest in nutrition. Mm-hmm. but it was based around kind of the conventional um, thought process, like what most people are familiar with from all the headlines that we see and f- what your doctor may have been telling you or whatever, just kind of right. that, you know, eat less, move more, avoid fat, avoid saturated fat. Some of those really mm-hmm. like conventional, traditional things that we're used to over the last few decades. Um, yeah. But, uh, but after I'd been working as a PA for a few years, I basically stumbled into it. I stumbled into a couple podcasts and YouTube videos that started to teach me about a couple things. And one was the health benefits of fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one was uh, the health benefits or potential benefits of a low carbohydrate diet um, in some cases, or in other words, what people call keto or the ketogenic diet. So like mm. a high, high fat, low carbohydrate diet. And I, I, I mentioned those together because they have some strong similarities. There's some similarities in the types of health benefits you can get from doing a low carbohydrate, high fat diet for a while. And they're, and it's similar to the benefits you can get from doing fasting for a while. Um, so I learned about that starting in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd been working as a PA for about two and a half years at that point when I kind of started to 
kind of get more familiar with those things. Mm -hmm. And I decided I wanted to try it myself. And I tried some different versions of it and, and thought it was kind of cool and gradually started sharing it with more people just, just organically, you know, friends, family, whenever yeah. it came up. And sometimes I would talk about my experiences on, you know, on social media or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally in early 2020, I created a website about it. So, so that's just kind of the quick summary of the last, you know, couple of years as <laughs> elements of it, but but obviously there's a lots of little other things along the way that were happening. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask this on your, on your journey, even in, you know, going through the different forms of medical pieces that you, that you went through, uh, I would call your medical journey um, <laughs> sure. as you were going through that. And you, as you stated, kind of stumbled into uh, this piece in reference to fasting what are some of the things, some of the, I'll, let's start off with the benefits. What are some of the benefits that you kind of recognize and seen when we're talking about fasting? And then I do want to go into this comparison of just fa of fasting and the keto diet. Sure. Yeah. So benefits. Um, well, probably just to mention the the elephant in the room or whatever. Yeah. I think m most people that get interested in fasting or a ketogenic diet Mm -hmm. The majority of the time, it's because they want to lose weight because they're overweight. So that's the most common thing that you hear, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this and I'm going to, or I, lo I lost 50 pounds on, you know, right. low carb diet or, <laughs> right. or, you know, whatever. So that's the most common reason, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's the most important reason. Um, okay. Because I think that being overweight or being obese is kind of another symptom of underlying root cause issues that are going on in our bodies. And mm. uh, so I think that some of the more important health benefits um, that I talk about more often are smoothing out our blood sugar. Um, mm. So, so diabetes is basically a problem of both high blood sugar mm -hmm. and generally also having a high level of a hormone called insulin. Mm -hmm. So most people have probably heard of insulin, but maybe don't know much about it. Basically okay. um, insulin gets pumped out by your pancreas pancreas mm -hmm. is a little organ right under the stomach um, gets pumped out by your pancreas into your bloodstream whenever you consume carbohydrates um, so any type of carbohydrates bread pasta rice chips you know there's a long list or sugary stuff right. like soda. very long list of carbs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so any type of carbohydrate you eat it and then one of the things your body does is it pumps out this insulin and the insulin kind of ushers the carbs or in other words the sugar it turns because because any carb turns into glucose which is mm -hmm. a type of sugar so your blood sugar which means glucose um, insulin helps usher it out of your bloodstream so uh, the sh blood sugar goes up mm -hmm. and then insulin helps usher it out of the bloodstream so then it comes back down like the blood sugar level mm -hmm. um, so that's just a little backdrop and then so every time you eat particularly if you're eating like some sort of very processed carbohydrate, like white mm. bread or um, like mashed potatoes or just something that's been like pulverized. So it's going to be like digested pretty quickly right. um, or anything with a lot of sugar. It's going to be digested pretty quickly. You're going to have this big blood sugar spike. Um, mm. And that's after, you know, every type, every time you eat something that could be your meals or your snacks or whatever, right. anything with right. like a, a pretty refined type of carbohydrate. And if that, and if that's happening in your body several times a day, as it is for most people, mm -hmm. then it becomes a little excessive and your body can't really keep up with it. And it starts to develop something called insulin resistance, which means the insulin that's always going up when the carbs go up 
is not working as well anymore. And so now you have to pump out even more insulin to try to get the job done. And then it just becomes this vicious cycle of like more and more blood sugar, more and more insulin, more and more blood sugar, more and more insulin. And that is the underlying cause of type two diabetes, which is the the more common type of diabetes. Right. That's basically what causes type two diabetes. And fasting is a very effective way to smooth out blood sugar and gradually bring blood sugar and insulin levels down to a normal range. Now, Mm -hmm. it might not happen overnight if you have a really advanced diabetes or something, but it's a very effective treatment for that. Real real quick, Ben, because that's that's a big one um, that you just threw out there, because as we both know, um, there is a large amount of people that deal with diabetes. And so when we're talking about that, one of the benefits, I guess you would say, of um, of fasting specifically, you're saying that this helps that uh, that piece of dealing with diabetes. Now, does it does it have to be a consistent fasting in reference to multiple days, or does it just have to now become a part of the routine um, where it might be once a week, twice a week, or something to that effect? Uh, for that to start actually for that person to start seeing some form of effect or change in that in that part represented with their diabetes. Great question. Yeah. So in other words, what schedule, what type of fasting would help if you yeah. have high blood sugar or high insulin or you're developing diabetes? Yeah. Um, and the answer, I think, is that any type of fasting helps mm-hmm. to varying degrees. So Basically, you've got your short-term daily fasting that's less than 24 hours, and that's mm-hmm. often referred to as intermittent fasting. Um, and that could be anything from you know, delaying your breakfast for two hours so that you're eating during a little bit shorter window of time, mm-hmm. or you know, skipping a meal or two, maybe not every day, but maybe a few times a week. Right. Um, so that's kind of your intermittent fasting. And then you have your prolonged fasting, which is where you maybe str- string together two or three or maybe even more days, mm-hmm. um, which obviously you wouldn't have to do that constantly or you would never right. be eating, right? <laughs> but like <laughs> if you were doing extended or prolonged fasting, maybe that would be once a month or twice mm-hmm. a month or something if you were doing kind of an aggressive treatment. Right. And if, okay. you, if you didn't need to do as aggressive of a treatment, maybe that'd be like, you know, every few months or every six months or something. So anything helps. And, um, you know, real quick, it's worth noting that this is not like medical advice because if you have diabetes and you're, especially if you're on medications, you will need some medical supervision when you start fasting because they'll probably need to change your medication doses, Mm -hmm. especially if you're injecting insulin after each meal, then they'll need to lower your dose and, you know, monitor what you're doing. But, um, Basically, I would say the first step, if you want to start doing some kind of fasting, because we're talking about, well, what kind of fasting helps? Well, probably the very, very first step is to just focus on your meal timing, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and not have any snacks in between. And if you don't have Hmm. any snacks in between the meals, then you're already doing these mini fasts, maybe five hours long. And then after dinner, you would end up doing, if you didn't have any snacks after dinner, no dessert or anything after dinner, then you would already be doing an overnight fast that would probably be about 12 hours, give or take. Like if you Mm -hmm. had dinner at 7 p.m. and then didn't eat until 
7 a.m. So just a rough approximation, it might be about 12 hours. And so you do that kind of automatically if you just kind of cut out the snacks. And so if you have some of these nice, satisfying meals with something hearty, you know, that's filling and so you're not going to get too hungry right afterwards and then kind of cut out the snacks, that's a good first step, you know, just for anyone that's kind of dipping their toe in the water. And obviously when I say, oh, you could fast for five days, then that sounds a little <laughs> overwhelming, a little, right. sounds, sounds a bit extreme to someone who's never even tried it at all. Yeah. 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 So I, I love that uh, for those that are watching you, those that are listening, um, one, surely if you're a person that is dealing with diabetes um, or has a family member that is dealing with it or a friend, this is something that we can put in effect now. Um, yes, you have your 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 basic pieces and reference. And as he already mentioned, if you're already getting some form of medication and things of that nature, this is not to replace the medication, um, but this is to assist in, I would say per se, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, this is to be able to assist the process of moving faster, you healing faster. Um, and so, so as you're listening to this, if you're not a diabetic, this is something that we also can be able to put in effect so that we don't have to get into those places. And we're going to talk some more so we can get some more insight for those just on our normal, regular day to day, because we all want to be in a healthy place. We all want to have a healthy life because the reality is, and this is something that I believe we all have something very important to do. And we need to be healthy and strong enough to be able to carry those things out. No matter what that what level that is, there's there we want to be healthy enough to be able to lay to uh, to carry those things and to do those things. And so these type of conversations is to help all of us, uh, so that we can make sure that we are good. So again, if you are listening and you're a person specifically at this point that is dealing with or know someone that is dealing with being a diabetic. One, what you need to do is make sure that you're sharing this conversation with them, but making sure, most importantly, that they get the information. And the information is most important to making sure, hey, listen, this is something that you can implement into your life, into your, you know, you can do it weekly or however you're, you want to put that into your schedule so you can start seeing that change within your own self and own body so you can start becoming more and more healthier. Um, so, yes. So, Ben, um, I want to continue this because I want to make sure that, yes, OK, we're talking about this first aspect of it is dealing with people again when we're talking about diabetics. Um, but then what what other health benefits can we see this uh, helping just on a normal day to day as well? Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, summarizing that. And that's a good question. Uh, so I think it's worth and may, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier but mm-hmm. um the we talked about high blood sugar and high insulin levels being mm-hmm. related to type 2 diabetes but some recent estimates um suggest that adults in the United States that the mm-hmm. amount of people that have excessively high insulin levels is something like between 50% and 80%. Wow. Um so even if you haven't been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes most likely you're kind of headed that direction because of the type of food that most of us are eating and the frequency with which we're eating it. So, so even if you you're out there and you're like, Oh, I don't have diabetes. Well, 
you probably have either high blood sugar or high insulin, just statistically, no matter who you are that's listening to this. <laughs> so, so even if you haven't been diagnosed with diabetes, mm-hmm. if you were to institute some fasting into your lifestyle, it would probably help you prevent diabetes. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and, I like that. That's yeah, a large and, number, though. Yeah, it is. 50 to 80 percent. That's a large number. I agree. But, definitely. Okay. Let's yeah, let's keep going. We'll, yeah. yeah, we're gonna because I get stuck right there. But let's let's continue to go so we can help these people. Yeah, it's kind of mind blowing. And just as a quick aside, I read a book earlier this year called Why We Get Sick by mm-hmm. Dr. Ben Bickman. He's a PhD researcher. He's kind of an expert on insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he cites some of those statistics and he goes on to explain how having high insulin or insulin resistance, kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. um, how it is an underlying factor and a major contributor to many different health problems. So mm-hmm. everything from this diabetes that we talked about to high blood pressure to some mental health issues. I mean, that's kind of a loose connection. I'm kind of getting more at like dementia when I said that. Right. But it could also be related to some mental health issues, but also mm-hmm. infertility with things like polycystic ovary syndrome, migraines. There's there's a whole long list. You would kind of be, wow. you know, also you you'd uh, be shocked at if you kind of saw the whole list of everything that this is probably contributing to. Mm. So it's kind of like the root. If we were to we have a tree here and the the trunk of the tree is insulin resistance and high blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And then like most, not all, but most of the health problems that people are dealing with are related to that. And that's, so that's either a, the cause or a, a significant contributor to most of the health problems that people are experiencing. And those would be like wow. the branches of the tree. So to get into just a few other like specific health benefits, a lot of people are dealing with high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, you've probably met people who are taking medication for that. It's really, right. really common. I see it all the time amongst my patients. Mm-hmm. And and it's a significant risk factor for things like strokes and heart attacks, right? And mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. problems. And that's another thing that fasting's pretty good at normalizing. Again, mm-hmm. maybe not the first day, but but like as time goes on, um, it's okay. pretty good. And so a lot of people are able to get off their medications if they're taking medications for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um and then the body weight, you know, now might be a good time to mention that. Like yes. if, if you are obese or overweight, then a good strategy for reducing body fat is to eat less frequently. Um, <laughs> um, and, and usually that's more effective than just wow. counting calories. Because mm-hmm. in general, from what I've seen and what I've researched, when people count calories and mm-hmm. think that that's the best way to lose weight, usually because they're eating fewer calories each day, then after a bit, their metabolism slows down because their body says, oh, well, I used to get 3000 calories a day. Now I'm getting 1500 calories a day. And so after several days in a row, the body's like, well, I can't just keep burning the same number of calories. I got to change this. I got to turn down the metabolism. And so consistent calorie restriction slows down your metabolism. However, intermittent fasting i use the word i emphasize the word intermittent because the Mm -hmm. idea is you're not doing it exactly the same all the time right you do it here and there it doesn't really slow down your metabolism at least not in the long run 
Hmm. Um, so, you know, if you were to fast 24 hours once a week or twice a week, then right. that doesn't, um, from what I've been able to gather, that doesn't seem to slow down people's metabolisms. And mm -hmm. in some cases, it, it actually helps their metabolism recover when it's previously kind of slowed down. And exactly why that happens, it's not totally clear. But but basically, fasting is a more natural thing to do mm -hmm. um, than to restrict your calories every day. Because if you okay. think about your ancestors, um, they weren't eating like 1500 calories a day, like clockwork, you know, right, they, right. they were feasting sometimes and fasting other times because food was, they had the, you know, the harvest feast and then the winter came and there wasn't as much food or they were a hunter gatherer and some, mm -hmm. sometimes they found a lot of food and then sometimes they didn't for a few days. Right. So fasting, our bodies know how to handle fasting mm -hmm. and things work pretty well when we do it. But if you're just like, oh, I'm going to eat this much less food every day then it, it might, it, you'll lose a few pounds at first, but you're going to plateau. Mm. And so if you're trying to lose a lot of weight, you're probably going to get stuck after a little bit. So that's, that's kind of the weight loss story. Wow. Um, basically. <laughs> so I've, I talked about. I've never heard it. I've never heard that. Uh, surely specifically when we're talking about the calorie part, um, because I've, I mean, over the years, I've heard people talk about counting your calories, you know, this, this, and this, you know, different apps and all of these, whatever, uh, different forums that help you to be able to count and make sure that you're staying in a specific range, uh, which the whole objective, again, it's almost as if, well, the objective that they're informing is, okay, if you lower these calories, then you'll lose the weight. Um, but what you're stating basically is, no, your body understands, okay, if you shut this down, then everything else is affected because of it. And it's not just your weight. Um, it's it's your energy. It's all of those things, the metabolism that you're actually needing to be able to burn. Uh, that's also being affected as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's good evidence that if you do a calorie restriction, like consistent calorie restriction, mm -hmm. then you'll lose more lean body weight. Um, mm. I, you'll lose a fair amount of lean body weight along right. with the fat. So you'll lose more lean body weight that way than if you were doing like an intermittent fasting kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've talked about diabetes and high insulin and how high insulin is kind of at the root of many other health problems, mm -hmm. including, well, diabetes and high blood pressure, which I mentioned. Yeah. And high insulin is a major contributor to being overweight. So all those things kind of go together. In fact, there's this term, uh, diabetes. Mm. Um, which is, I don't know who coined it, but the idea is that it all kind of goes together, the high blood sugar, the high insulin and the being overweight. They, they're mm. just, the causes are more or less the same. So they all kind of come in groups. Yeah. Um, so, so why don't I, so let's see, what are some other health benefits you can get from fasting? Well, a lot of people find that once they get into, get into it and get their body a little bit adapted to it that their mm -hmm. energy levels are better um, overall. So that's just kind of a subjective benefit, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes it can help to reduce the amount of migraines somebody's having if they're a migraine sufferer. And so these yeah. are, these. I can't give you like exact statistics on these ones, yeah. but these are just ones that like, they're either subjective or like, um, or it makes sense based on like the mechanism of how it works mm -hmm. inside the body. Um, fasting would tend to lower your risk of 
things like heart attacks and strokes. And that's mm. largely because of, you know, smoothing out your blood sugar and your insulin levels, right. um, but also some other mechanisms that go along with that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of a lot already. Another yeah, one, it is. there's a common condition called polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of women have this, it's, uh, it's basically a situation where, where they tend to have, they tend to be overweight. Sometimes they have a little bit of like facial hair, mm-hmm. um, and then they're usually infertile, like they can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they have cysts on their ovaries. So those are some of the main features of it. Right. And, and it's often thought of as being associated with having like high testosterone, like too much testosterone for a woman. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that actually, surprise, having high insulin actually seems to be the cause of several of the features of polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm. Um, so there's been a lot of people that once they start doing some fasting or switching to like a lower, low carbohydrate, high fat diet for a while, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden they can get pregnant when previously they were trying to get pregnant and they were thinking about in vitro fertilization and all this stuff that's really expensive. Right. And all of a sudden it, it works naturally. So, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now does the, cause I know earlier you said the, uh, basically the, you're fasting in keto, the keto diet or that keto form, uh, basically is kind of the same. Now does, if people are doing the keto piece, do they get the same type of effects as well? Yes and no. So all all of the benefits that I've listed so far, Mm -hmm. uh, you could get to varying degrees by doing a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet um, or by fasting. So all the ones that I've talked about so far um, have at least some connection to either, either approach. And, of course, you can do both. You can, you know, you can go on a low-carbohydrate diet for a while and also mm-hmm. do some intermittent fasting while you're doing that. And that's a really w- good way to just accelerate your progress, especially if you're trying to help with blood sugar issues and things like that. Okay. Um, so yes, there are many of the same benefits. And that's basically because if you think about it, at the beginning, I talked about how you eat you eat some processed carbohydrates, you know, mm-hmm. white bread, white rice, potato chips, French fries, pizza with the white bread. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just just a few examples or sweets. Mm-hmm. Then your blood sugar goes skyrocketing and then eventually comes crashing down. And it's those spikes of blood sugar that you don't really want to have because there's a lot of other harmful things that come from all those spikes in blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And so if you either don't eat as often in which case you won't get the spikes as often. And that's fasting, obviously, is if you don't eat as often. Or if you don't eat as many carbohydrates, in that case, you won't have this big blood sugar spike after your meal. You'll have this little tiny blood sugar rise and fall after your meal. Then either of those has a similar benefit in that regard and then Mm -hmm. helps with a lot of other things downstream. And by the way, this might be a good time to mention that you can get some of the same benefits just by taking some of the more processed foods in your diet and replacing mm-hmm. them with something that's not as processed because anything okay. that's not as processed, what we sometimes call whole food or real food, mm-hmm. any of those things are not going to spike your blood sugar and spike your insulin so much like all the, okay. many of the processed foods do. So there's some overlapping benefits there as well in terms of just eating real whole natural foods. Okay. 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 So for those that are listening, those that are watching, one, so far this been this conversation has been 
extremely good, but it also has been very informative um, because it's given us a lot of insight into this world, I would say, of when we're talking about fasting. But but you're sharing some stuff that I've never heard, um, which is which is always a good thing because that means that there's just more information so that we can understand these real benefits as well as we can kind of recognize and put together these struggles. Um, as Ben has already uh, said, that a lot of the struggles and things that we that we're seeing the root or the fruit of is it goes down to this root problem of really what you're talking about in reference to, you know, our inflammations and all of these different pieces. And we're not allowing our body to take time. I would say it that way to take time to really relax or recharge um, because we're working it so hard with eating these processed foods, with the way that we're doing certain things that we're not allowing our body to be able to do what it naturally, actually naturally wants to do. Um, so, so what I would recommend for those that are listening, and we already said this statement, but I want to make sure that it kind of gets down is start a schedule, start a schedule for yourself where you're going to say either a, hey, listen, once a week, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of cut back, um, you know, you know, actually one, once a week, I might go a couple hours with not eating or, you know, set a day of where I will be fasting, or I want to look into doing the keto diet or, you know, something to that effect. So you can start being able to be more healthy. I know people that deal with migraines. I know people that have uh, diabetes. I know people that deal with these different things, high blood pressure and all of these facets that he just mentioned. But here's the benefit. The benefit of of taking some time and fasting, it helps all those things that we normally are struggling with on an everyday to day. So I want you to push your own self to say, okay, I want to be able to be healthy. And the way that I can start this process is starting myself a schedule. Um, if you've never fasted before, if you've never done any form of fast, even the intermediate fasting um, or um, have ever tapped into the keto diet, I would say this, start small, but start. It doesn't have to be all day in your entry. You don't have to go a whole 24 hours and then be like, man, huh, that was so difficult. No, I want this to be natural for you. So start a couple hours. Hey, instead of me eating breakfast, I'll wait until lunch to eat. I, I believe that that's the intermediate fasting concept anyway. Wait until 12 o'clock and then eat your first meal. Um, you know, and then don't eat all night. Don't eat until midnight. Let's 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 set a time frame that we say, hey, listen, I might cut it off at eight or nine o'clock. Um, and that is just as a starting point so that we can have these moments so we can all start becoming healthy. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I do. I wanted to make sure that I say that because I want us to make sure that we getting what this conversation and what Ben is given unto us, which is a lot of great information. Um, and so I want you to do me a favor, Ben, if you are talking to one of your um, clients or one of your uh, patients, and they are wanting to start this process. And they're saying, listen, I've uh, done the fasting thing. I'm struggling with whatever combination of things that we've talked about today. Um, what would be your encouragement to them to help them to keep going or to even start this process? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so a lot of times if people tell me, you know, they're 
they're trying to do some fasting, but it, but they're kind of struggling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I usually tell them to actually kind of scale back and do less. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't try to do so much all at once yeah. and take it one step at a time and kind of a more, almost more foundational step as be, before fasting, arguably mm-hmm. is to focus a little bit on the type of food that you're eating and I mentioned a few minutes ago about eating real food, whole foods, unprocessed foods. Mm-hmm. And so here's a really practical tip, and then I'll connect it back to, to this question. A really yeah. practical tip is when you go grocery shopping, get in that mindset. I want to re- buy things that are unprocessed. And the place where you find most of those in the grocery store is on the outside, all, all the way around the outside of the grocery mm. store. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in most stores, because you've got your right. produce section and then you've got like your meat and eggs and dairy. And right. yeah, and then that's pretty much what's around the outside. Once yeah. you start going down the uh, the aisles, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of a lot of issues there. Anything in a yeah. box with a barcode is bad news. Ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, it's usually ultra processed and it's going to have all those problems. Mm-hmm. So start right replacing some of the processed food with unprocessed food. And when you do that, it'll have some of the health benefits we've been talking about. And you don't have to do it all at once, you know, pick one or two things to replace or just, you know, one shopping trip, do the best you can. And then it'll start gradually improving what's in your house, what's in your kitchen. Yeah. And then that's going to be kind of a foundation for being able to do some little bit of fasting here and there, because when you eat less processed food, or more of the unprocessed food, you're mm-hmm. not going to get hungry as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because when you have blood sugar spikes, you kind of come crashing down. And whenever you come crashing down, you get hungry again sooner rather than later. So that's basically with that blood sugar going up and then crashing down. So once you wow. once you smooth that out, you don't get hungry as often, and it'll be easier for you to go a little longer without eating. Even mm-hmm. if it's just those mini fasts, that I mentioned a while ago mm-hmm. between breakfast and lunch, between lunch and dinner, or the slightly longer one after dinner until breakfast yeah. the next day, you know, without having a dessert two hours later or some cookies or crackers or, you right. know, anything like after dinner necessarily. Right. Um, but eating like a pretty good amount of relatively unprocessed food, the things you'd buy on the outside part of the grocery store, mm-hmm. having a good solid amount, eat till you're full, like don't try to restrict it too much, right. eat till you're full, and then it'll be relatively easy to wait until the next meal. And so that's, that's kind of a starting and a foundational point. So mm-hmm. if people tell me they're struggling, I often say scale back, eat a little more when you're eating. Don't try to fast too long at once. Just kind of make smaller goals. Just, you know, get some small wins that you can build a little bit of confidence and get a little bit of experience. I love it. I love that. I love that. So please, let's start. Um, I would follow what Ben has given. Ben, again, he has, you have given us a whole lot of good information. Um, And so we want you to become more healthy. We want you to be able to experience these benefits um, that we have talked about today. And so we know that through that, you have to start something. You have to start doing something. So let's implement even what Ben was talking about just now. When you go grocery shopping, something as simple as this. When you go grocery shopping, try to shop more on the out perimeter than in the aisles. 
and and start watching how that changes your life. I did not know that just eating what we would consider as whole foods um, or, you know, those 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 type of foods there um, basically kind of helps you with not being as hungry, you know, the, you know, being hungry all the time like that. Um, so that's that again, that's just a normal, natural benefit that happens when we're doing these simple things. Um, but let's put some things in process so that we can make sure that we are gaining these health benefits for our everyday lives. And I want your friends and your families to have these benefits so that we can be able to enjoy all of this. Um, again, thank you so much, Ben. This has been incredible. Um, you have given so much, so much information. And for those that want to get more information, make sure that you Go to his uh, follow him on his social media platforms. Make sure also that you go check out his website. Uh, those informations are in the description below so you can make sure that you continue to be informed. Because I know Ben gave us a little bit of all the knowledge that he has um, when it comes <laughs> to this. He didn't he didn't over he didn't he didn't over get he didn't give us too much uh, so that but so that we make sure that we can just just get some pieces uh, that we can start the process with, but I know he has more and I want you to engage. I want you to be a part of that. For those that are uh, podcast lovers, you love to hear a podcast on the go, make sure you go check out his podcast. So, and subscribe and follow what he's talking about so that we can live healthy lives. And I know that he has some very great information that can help us on our everyday today so that we as men um, and those women that do listen to this platform, we can make sure that we are stronger than ever and healthier than ever um, as we go forward. So before I let you go, though, Ben, um, as I stated before, before I let you go, I want to make sure that our audience hears this wonderful question that I ask any person that comes onto the platform. And this question is, What's greatness to you? Well, that is a pretty, uh, pretty loaded question. But <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, I just yes. wanted to, to mention before I answer that question, mm -hmm. um, just to mention one other thing, because I, I think a good resource that I have um, for people, if, if they're like new to fasting and don't know how to get started, mm -hmm. um, there's one thing on my website. It, it's a kind of a checklist of things to consider or to do before you start. Mm -hmm. So if you go to fastingwell.com slash checklist, so there, the website that he has on there, fastingwell.com, and if you type the word checklist at the end, it'll take you to the page where you can get that checklist. And so it's a few Ooh. pages long, but it has, um, I think it's 15 total steps that just kind of walks you through each thing to kind of think about and do before you start fasting. So thanks like for that. letting me uh, mention that, Hiram. Yes, and sir. so kind of switching tracks now <laughs> uh, back to uh, your question. Mm-hmm. What is greatness? So I, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this in advance or anything. So I have to be, <laughs> you know, extemporaneous. Um, so I think, I mean, I think one of the key or most fundamental features of greatness mm -hmm. is to be helping other people and to have, and to be, have a desire to help other people and to mm -hmm. be putting it in practice and and without necessarily spreading yourself too thin to where you can't keep it up, you know, right. like you have to take care of yourself enough to be able to keep doing it. But I think it is being fairly unselfish mm -hmm. enough that you can really help other people make substantial or significant improvements in their lives. 
Um, I think that's kind of the most important thing is just to really be looking out for ways to help other people in a sincere, legitimate way, not just some, you know, thing where you can post it on social media so that people think you're cool or something like that. Right. But where you, where you're really kind of thinking about what would be the best way to actually help people. And then you're make, taking some steps to do that. And so to me, that is one of the most fundamental, if not the most fundamental part of greatness. Ben, that is an excellent answer. Um, I love it uh, because again, that is greatness. That to me, that is that is exactly what greatness is. So uh, thank you not only for answering, but thank you again for taking out some time and coming on and having this good conversation. Uh, for those that are listening as well as those that are watching, make sure that you take advantage. So that means I need you to go to his website. That means I need you to go to his social media platforms and check him out and make sure that you go on there and do the checklist. I'm going to go on there and do the checklist myself um, so <laughs> nice. I can make sure that I'm taking advantage of these opportunities um, that we have and we bring to this platform. So again, Ben, thank you so much for not just coming on, but also helping us today um, and giving us this information, giving us this 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 help and uh, allowing us to be able to see not only the benefits, but some of the things that this is affecting in our own personal and daily lives. And so, uh, um, so thank you, thank you for taking out the time and sacrifice and uh, and and putting in the work, so that now we can be able to reap the benefits of what you have took the time to learn. You are welcome. My pleasure, and yeah, enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for setting it up. Yes, thank you. So uh, for all those that are listening, all those that are watching, um, thank you all for being a part of this conversation today. Thank you all. I love you all. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some, some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time right here on the Focus on Greatness family. Bye-bye.